Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break a terror horse apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Trader. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go out to our chat room, which is available right now, which is on our website. You can ask your questions, comments, or if you just want to send a prayer request, you're welcome to do so at that time. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, you're welcome to come and worship with us. 
We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who's listening to the program, and thank you for your continued prayers and support. I want to apologize just in case you all having difficulties uh, hearing me. I want to apologize. Um, I was working on my microphone, and every time I cut it on, it'll go off. So I thank God for me to be able to see that, but I know that God has a purpose and plan, and I thank God that God blessed with a plan B. So I thank God for that. But what we want to do today on this show, we want to talk about the spirit of discernment in an episode called Seeing the Real Truth. Seeing the Real Truth. We're going to talk about the spirit of discernment. Now, when you really think about it, a lot of times people may think, well, you know, what does that have to do with um, you know, reconnecting my heart? What does that have to do with the problems that I deal with in my life? What about my past situation? What does that have to deal with what happened? Well, when you think about it, the discerning spirit, it helps us to see things. It helps us to get to the root of the problem. It helps us to understand the real source from the very beginning. What do I mean? I mean, wouldn't it be great to be able to know the ending of a situation before the beginning? How about if you found out that, you know what, the route that you plan on taking to go to work, there's a wreck down at the very end. So how about you go another route? That would help us to avoid a problem situations, or I may say it like this, what about somebody that you dated? And if you had a known that this person was no good, this person was a user, if you had a known from the very beginning everything about that person, you were able to not deal with that person. Let's keep it real like that. If you had a known from the very beginning about situations, it would have helped you to not fall into the trap of situations that hurted us. Well, if we were able to know those things, then maybe we would have made better decisions. So that's what we're going to talk about, the discerning spirit, being able to know the ending of a situation before the very beginning, before you ever get involved. And it's not just pertaining to dating. It can pertain to any aspect of our lives, a business deal, friendship. Anything, and also not just pertaining to uh, avoiding problems or situations, but also what happens if you lose something? You don't know where it is. All of a sudden, God speaks to you, and he tells you exactly where to go, and you go right to it and come to find out it's hidden in between the couch. 
what's called it, the couch pads, is stuck in between the couch. That will help us to really avoid a lot of problems. And also being able to trust God to be able to help us to understand where things are, what to do with things. In other words, it's a guider. So what we want to do is talk about the discerning spirit, seeing the real truth of a thing. See, the discerning spirit gets to the root of things, and it reveals the truth of a person, and also it reveals motives. Now, why do we need the discerning spirit? When we think about it, we're first. We're first as human beings. We're first spirit. And then we're natural. Now, I do know in the Bible it does say it's first natural, then spiritual. But you have to understand what that verse means, what it's talking about. When it talk about first natural, then spiritual, what that verse was talking about was the two atoms that lived here on this earth. The first atom was a natural atom. He failed. The first man was Adam, came from the dust. He failed. Because he failed, we as human beings, we were lost. We were alienated from God the Father. So since the first Adam, which was natural, he failed, we needed a redeemer. We needed a rescue. God allowed the second Adam to come. The second Adam was Jesus Christ. So the second Adam was the spiritual man. Even though Jesus was natural and spiritual, Jesus was fully God, 100% God and 100% man. He was fully God and fully man. Think about this. Everybody that's born has or was born of a father, a biological father and a biological mother. Okay. So by you having a biological father and a biological mother, how much of you is your father? You're 100% of your father. You're 100% related to your father, and also everyone that's related to your father is related to you. 100% of the people that's related to your father, you're related to. But what about your mother? That means if you come from your mother and your father, 100% of your father, you're 100% of your mother. There is no one that's related to her that you're not related to, and vice versa to your father. So Jesus Christ was both fully God and fully man. So Jesus Christ becoming the second Adam that redeemed us. But also what we have to do, we have to realize because we as human beings, we're living in two different worlds at the same time. We're living in a natural world, a physical world, but also there is a spiritual world. There's a spiritual world that is unseen, 
give you an example. Have you ever gotten ready to go somewhere and you had an eerie feeling like, oh, something may not be right going over there? I don't know if I should or not. I don't know. And you're like, well, you know what? Forget it. I'll just go ahead and go on over there. And as soon as you got over there, the way you felt was exactly what happened when you physically made it there. Why is that? Because your spirit man connected with that spirit that was over there in that atmosphere before you physically made it there. Your spirit man connected with the atmosphere of where you were hated. So when we think about it, we as human beings, even though we live in a physical world, but God speaks to us and God reveals spiritual things to us. Now, God is a what? God is a spirit. And that's why the Bible tells us those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, which means in reality, the real us. So when it boils down to it, in order for us to see the unseen, we're going to have to have spiritual eyes. Natural eyes would not help us in a spiritual matter. So we have to have the spiritual eyes of God to help to recognize things in the spirit. So God wants us to know things. God wants us to be aware of things so that way we won't fall into traps. We won't fall into booby traps. We won't get ourselves hurt, get ourselves used, get ourselves abused, get ourselves in a situation that's unlike him. So knowing that God wants us to be able to know the real source of things, because ultimately things have a source, things have a root, and it's either of God or of Satan. So realizing because God is a spirit, we have to also realize that the devil is a spirit too. So once we realize that the devil is a spirit too, it helps us to recognize when we see something that's coming our way, we have to distinguish if it's sent by God or made by man. When I say made by man, that also means made or sent by Satan, the devil. What we have to do, we have to realize that in the Bible, it does tell us we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spirits, against principalities, against upon wickedness, upon high places in the heavenly realm or spiritual realm. So what we have to do, we have to realize the source of whatever we are involved in or getting involved in or pertaining to what we have or whatever we see that we may try to encounter, we have to look at the source. We have to look at the root of things to distinguish who sent it, who is it from. Is it from God or is it from Satan? Now, the devil would try to deal with our emotions, with our emotions or spirit, our emotion, spirit. But the thing is, our emotions a lot of times it comes from a fleshly desire. It comes from, if you want to say, you can say lust. It can come from hurt. It can come from revenge. It can come from the things that are 
unlike God, that will hinder us from being the men and ladies that God called for us to be. So what we have to do, we have to ask God to be able to reveal the source of things. We have to ask God to help us to recognize if this is sent by him or if this is made by man or made by the devil. Because God has a purpose and a plan for us. But just like how God has a purpose and plan for us to prosper, so does Satan. But his plan for us is not to prosper. It's to hinder us. It's to uh, disconnect us from God the Father. See, when we think about it, what God has for us, he gives us riches and added no sorrow. But also, whenever God has something for us or when God sends us something, where God takes us, there's a peace. There's a peace of God that comes with it. But if there is something that is not of God, there would be no peace of God. What would happen? There would be chaos. There would be confusion. And one of the things we have to remember, God is not the author of confusion. So if there is confusion, if there are things that are making you restless, if there are things that are not giving you peace, then we have to examine, is this sent by God or is this sent by the devil? So what the devil wants to do, the devil wants us to be able to desire the things that are unlike God to derail us from the purpose and plan of God. The devil's goal is to receive the worship from us of what we're supposed to give to God. So in other words, because if we are believers, we are supposed to obey God. But the devil does not like that. The devil does not want that. So what does he want us to do? He wants us to give the obedience that we give to God. The devil wants us to give it to him. See, ultimately, we have to realize that the devil does not love us. The devil does not want us to prosper. The devil does not want us to be at peace. And so if we have peace with God, God wants us to have that relationship with him, and the devil is jealous. The devil is an enemy of God, and the devil is looking and working 24 hours a day trying to plot, trying to plan to figure out what he can do to interrupt that relationship between us and God. So what does he do? He would try to send little booby traps. He would try to deal with us to make us think that God is holding something back from us. Just like Eve, God had already given the instructions in the Garden of Eden. But what happened? Eventually, man fell. Adam ate up the fruit and fell. So the same thing, even though it was a fruit back in those times, there are, quote-unquote, spiritual fruits devil want us to bite off of to make us disobedient to God. And so when we are aware that the devil is working to interrupt that, we have to be closer to God like never before. We cannot take our relationship with God lightly. And also we can't take the plan of the devil lightly. See, 
the devil does not sleep. The devil is a spirit. Like I said earlier, the devil is a spirit. So sometimes some people think, oh, well, you know, it's just a little fun or, you know, it's just a little white lie or it just, um, I'm just going to do something one time or God understand or, you know, God know my heart and all this stuff. No, but we have to understand the devil is plotting and planning things to try to bring some type of crack into us to end up blowing up and making us move ourselves from the will of God. I, 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 thought, I, thought about, I thought about this. When you look at TV, we have to, before we let our children look at it, we have to really examine what they're watching. Why? Because the devil sends subliminal messages. What does that mean? There are little hidden messages that the devil would try to bring to get into the subconscious of our children's mind, and not just our children, but even in ourselves. So that's the reason why we have to be prayed up. The Bible tells us man should always pray and not faint or not lose heart, not give up. But also what happens when we pray and when we're talking to God, when we're communing with God, it helps us to be spiritually alert. It helps us to be on point to recognize the things that are unlike God. Because, like I said, ultimately, the devil wants us to be removed from the will of God. So when we see things, we can't just see things at the surface. We just can't see things as, well, you know, that person that person may have some good intentions. That person, um, he, he looked like or she looked like, you know, she presentable. Just because somebody come in in a suit. That does not mean that they have a an agenda that's going to be beneficial to us. What do I mean? Just because somebody smile on your smile in your face, that does not mean that they have your best interest at heart. That does not mean that they're your friend. So what happened? We have to pray and ask God to help us to recognize those things that are unlike Him, and also when the devil bring people in our presence. We could be able to have that discerning spirit to pick up on, you know what, something ain't right. Now, we may not be able to recognize in detail the full story of things or the full identity of a person or a thing, but what would happen, God would let you know, hey, look, there's something going on. It's something you may not understand right now, but don't get involved. Or, that route that you normally take going to work, don't go that route. And so sometimes when we override that feeling, what happens? Sometimes we get right into that traffic and we say, mm, something told me I should have went the other way. Oh, I, I, I had a gut feeling that I should have went over here. See, that gut feeling is God telling your spirit man, hey, look, you need to go another way. You need to do this. You need to do that. So we have to be prayerful. We have to be able to spend quality time with God and recognize God's voice, God's leading. God, not only God can lead you, but he wants to lead you. He wants you to be able to be spiritually alert for you to be able to pick up on his voice 
so that way you won't be able you won't be falling into a situation that is harmful that is toxic something that's not going to benefit you or something that may even remove you from God's covering you so we have to recognize God's leading. We have to know God's voice. The only way to know God's voice is to spend quality time with God, uninterrupted time. Have time for you to be able to just have some you one-on-one time with the Father. In order for you to know somebody, you have to spend quality time with that person. And I know some people, well, you know, I'm able to uh, multitask. I'm able to do uh, more than one thing at the same time. Okay, but effectively, we cannot master proper communication when we're multitasking. Not only with God, but even with people. But also, when you think about it, if you're trying to if you're trying to have some quality time with someone and they are doing other things, hey, hey, you're like, hey, 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 I need your undivided attention. Same thing with God. God needs our undivided attention. So that way we can be able to hear and listen to what he's telling us. Now, the key thing is, ultimately, we need God. God don't need us. We need God. We are dependent upon God. And God knows everything. God knows the ending from the very beginning. But unfortunately, sometimes we just look at the very beginning and we judge based upon the beginning or judge based upon the cover of a situation. That old saying that says, never judge a book by its cover. So, in other words, when we see a book, God can. Helper, and I'm using a metaphor, but if we see a physical book, God be a, God is able to let us know what is included in that book that's going to either help us or hinder us. So that's the same thing pertaining to life. God has these specific instructions for us, but we have to be sensitive to his voice. We have to know his voice. And once we know his voice, we can we can respond accordingly. Because if you look at it, I'm going to be honest with you. Mistakes, I'm tired of making mistakes. And see, the older you get, the more mistakes you make. Mistakes become costly. So maybe when you were in your 20s, maybe teens or 20s, you might make a mistake and you might recuperate. But now as you get older, mistakes cost even more. So now we have to ask God for God's guidance. We have to make sure like never before, ask for God's guidance for him to help us to make the right decisions at all times. And this is the thing. God wants to help us. We serve a God that loves us, and for him to be able to help us is benefiting us. Because God wants that relationship with us, but also we should want that relationship with God. One of the things I often think about is in First King, the third chapter, 16 through 28, King Solomon, King Solomon had to decide between two mothers. It were two mothers who had a baby. And unfortunately, one mother laid on her baby, and the baby died. So the 
mother that had the dead baby, what she did, she went to the other mother's room and she she switched babies. Now, eventually, when the the mother of the quote-unquote living baby, when she got up and realized that there was a dead baby with her, she realized that that was not her baby. But the mother who switched babies, she would say, oh, yeah, that, that's my baby, that's my baby. So when you think about it, two mothers who had a baby, now they're going to the judge, they're going to Solomon, and both of them are saying, look, my baby is the live baby. She got the dead baby. No, 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 no. No, that live baby is mine. She got the dead baby. So now Solomon had to make a decision. Who was the rightful mother? And so what did he do? He decided, what we're going to do, we're going to get a sword, and we're going to cut the baby in half. And so one mother said, yes, 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 do that, do that. And so the other mother said, no, 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 don't do that. Go ahead and let her have the baby. And Solomon realized the one that was saving the baby's life was the real mother. Now, how in the world could he tell that that was the real mother? Number one, only the wisdom of God that gave him insight to use that example or use that analogy to get to the root of the real problem. The problem was the fake mother that was on the other end. In other words, God allowed Solomon to get to the real mother. And so that helped us to understand just how God helped Solomon then. God can help us right now. God wants to help you to be able to make the right decisions. God wants to help you in Every area of your life, there is no area in your life that God can't go in and help you to make mindful decisions. God does not want you to make any mistakes. God wants you to know the things that are pleasing to him, but also God wants to make sure that you don't get involved in anything that's going to be harmful to you. So we have to be mindful of the things that God wants want to tell us. But unfortunately, when God tries to talk to us, we're preoccupied. We're too busy. So God wants us to sit back and listen to him. Like I said, spend quality time with him. And when you spend quality time with him, you'll be able to know his voice, learn his voice. But another thing we have to do, and not only learn his voice, we have to know and learn his word. See, the Bible tells us that we should... Eat of the daily bread. God's word is a daily bread to us. But also what we have to do as we read God's word, study God's word, then when people try to come with foolishness and even try to turn scriptures around or twist scriptures to manipulate us, number one, we'll be able to recognize that's not the proper context of the scripture. But also, God will help us to recognize the motive of the people who may try to do ill will towards us. See, in the Bible, the Bible tells us that there are wolves in sheep clothing. 
And a lot of times we just think, oh, well, you know, they're going to come out. You, we'll be able to recognize them. The answer is no. Because a lot of times the people, uh, if you want to say the wolves that hide in sheep clothing, they are amongst the sheep. They are dressed like a sheep. But unfortunately, what happens? We don't wait. Sometimes we don't wait to be able to recognize when foolishness or when fakeness comes. See, impatience. See, the devil wants us to become impatient. And see, when we become impatient, what happens? We rush. We try to hurry up and make decisions on our own that end up hurting us in the long run. See, a lot of time we may pray. A lot of time we may talk to God. We may give God a prayer request. But the devil will try to deal with your impatience or deal with your emotions to make you, well, hurry up. You need to make a decision. You need to make a decision, and then you end up making the wrong decision. See, whenever we pray, we should not move until God responds. The devil going to always try to bring an imitation before God reveals the real thing. See, the devil ultimately wants you to get discouraged. The devil wants you to become impatient. So that way you can go ahead and move and not get what you're asking for or not get what God has desired for you. So we have to be able to recognize and be patient because God, God, God has our best interest at heart. But also what we have to do, even in the Bible, it tells us, lay hands suddenly on no man. What does that mean? That means don't give your approval to people who has not earned it. So in other words, we have to wait. We have to try the spirit by the spirit of God. In other words, try their spirit, not with our spirit, because our spirit, what? Will mislead us. Our spirit will be led by our emotions or our desires. So that's why we have to examine people's spirit with God's spirit. Does it line up? The measuring stick. It is the scale that we can balance and see truth or see falsehood. So that's going to help us to recognize the leading of God's voice. That's going to help us to recognize the discerning spirit that God wants us to have because God has that God has that plan for us. So that way we won't fall into traps or fall into foolishness. When we look at first John four and one, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. We have to know, we have to spend quality time with God's word to be able to recognize what is of God and what is of the devil. Also, 1 Corinthians 12 to 1 is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, and to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. So in other words, God has these things for us to be able to help us along the way. So that way we won't make any wrong decisions or foolish decisions. 
what we're going to do right now, I'm going to take a pause right now, and we're going to go to the phone line. We see some people on the line. We want to give them time to um, they welcome to say some words, uh, ask questions or comments at this time. We're going to start with someone with the area code 405 right now. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm just listening, enjoying the show. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Continue to thank listen. Thank you. Okay, all right. Okay, we're going to the area code 248 at this time. Hello, how you doing today? Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing just great. I I can stand some prayer. Okay, okay. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and we'll pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. God, we come to you right now, God. You see the needs and concern of your daughter right now, God. First of all, God, we ask, Lord, Whatever's going on, God, you know everything that's going on, God. We're speaking, God, that you come in, that you intervene right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you know the end and the out. You know the beginning and the end of every situation, God. God, give her the strength, God, to rely upon you, God. God, whatever's going on, God, help her to rely upon you, God. Help her, God, to obey and trust you, God. If there's anything that's going on, God, that's unlike you, God, God, we're speaking, God, that you reveal and give her the ability, give her the strength, God, to give everything to you right now, once and for all, in the name of Jesus. And send about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now, in the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off of God's child, and we send you back to the pits of hell right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're going to do. We're speaking for strength. We're speaking for courage right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're even speaking right now, God. God, allowing this to be an opportunity, God, to seek you, God. Help us to seek you like never before. Help us to trust you, God. Help us to obey you, God. Help us, God, to serve you like never before, God, in the midst of this situation right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're speaking, God, to give her the endurance, God. Help us, God, to hold on, not to give up right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for you and your prayers, too, on tonight, Pastor. Oh, no, no problem, no problem. You know, we appreciate you. Um, if you're in the Dallas area, like I mentioned earlier, if you if you do have a church home, make sure. We tell people, going to church is great, but making sure that get involved in church. Make sure coming out, going out to Bible study. If y'all church have Sunday school or Wednesday night um, teaching, please go. It really benefits you, you know. And also, if there's any questions that you may have, never be afraid to ask questions, you know. But um, do you have a church home? Um, I had one. I really. Stop going to church. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, from last Sunday, yesterday, well, excuse me, today, today, let this Sunday be the last Sunday that you're not in a church home. Um, if if you if you're in the Dallas area, you're welcome to come and worship with us. Um, if you need our directions, if you need our number, I, I will fully give it to you, and I'll even post it on. The uh, website, 
But um, I would encourage you, please, please, find a Bible-based church home. Remember, there's safety. The devil wants you to miss church. The devil even will make you think, oh, well, you know, you can watch church on TV. That's not enough. That's not going to help you. <laughs> no. So the main thing, um, matter of fact, you can, uh, if you like, you can give me a text or you can give me a call uh, after the program, and then uh, I can give you more details. Um, my number is 214. Okay. 908-3056. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, our church, um, I encourage people to come out to Sunday school. We have a dynamic teacher and our pastor, our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, great young man, great example of a father, of a husband. And I'm telling you from personal experience because I know him, I've known him not just in a professional life, but in a personal life. Great example. First lady, great. So they are great um, father and son, in, in a spiritual father and son. Excuse me, father and mother. So the main thing is just come on out, get into a church home where you can be taught. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to realize how much God loves you. God does not want you isolated. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, feel free to give me a call and. We're going to give you our information, and we'd love to have you. I really think that um, this is something that you really need. You can't do it on your own. You're okay? right. You're right. I, yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, expecting your phone call. Okay. Okay, Pastor. Okay. All right. God bless you. I appreciate you, okay? Yes. Keep on, yes. keep on listening. We'll have you on hold. Just, just keep listening. And okay, um, I will. Okay. All right. Thank you much. Now. Mhm. All right. All right. Okay. Thank God for that. We're going to go to uh, area code nine seven two. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello. Hello. Okay, we're going to go ahead and go to the next person. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I am blessed. Oh, great, great, great. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Just listening in on the, on the, on the podcast tonight. Okay, okay. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And uh, just continue to pray for us. And if you don't mind, keep me on the top of the prayer list. Will do. Okay, okay. Thank you much now. Thank you. All right. Okay, going to the next line, the 972 area code. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? Uh, we thank y'all for for all those who um who are on the line. You know, to be honest with you, when we look at things, you know, 
some things that we deal with in our life, sometimes it can overwhelm us. And, you know, the devil wants us to make us feel discouraged. The devil wants us to make us feel like, you know what, we've made some bad mistakes, some bad decisions, and God not going to forgive you. God doesn't love you and all those those things are lies. First and foremost, and I do thank God for the young lady who was very transparent, and we're going to, we're going to continue to be praying for her and also pray for each other. But what we have to do, we have to realize we all have made some mistakes in our life, regardless if you are an older person, younger person, regardless if you just got saved or you've been saved a long time. We've all have made some mistakes. But the key thing is for us to not wallow in our mistakes, wallow in uh, not forgiving ourselves. We can we can receive the forgiveness that God has for us. And God wants to forgive you, but also we have to forgive ourselves. We have to learn to forgive ourselves. And see, a lot of times what happens when the devil when the devil wants to want you to keep holding on to unforgiveness, not just about other people, but even towards ourselves. He wants you to hold on to it so that way you can continue things that are unlike God. And that's not God's will. A lot of times the devil wants us to give up. And that's not God's will. So when we look at the things that may have transpired in the past, know that we serve a God that wants to forgive us. He wants a relationship with us. We need a relationship with God, but God wants a relationship with us. And so when we look at it, our purpose in life, our heart's desire is in the will of God. You may not understand it right now, and sometimes because of maybe our hurt or our desires, it has been masked. It, it, it may be like mud on a clean suit. It may blind us from what God really has for us and the purpose that God has for us. But God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. And I always say this, there is true peace, and the only peace that there is, is in the will of God, the obedience of God. There is nothing else. There is nothing else that will supersede God's peace. And a lot of times, because Sometimes we are selfish. Sometimes we think we know better. And sometimes when God tries to tell us things, we feel like, well, you know, I know uh, I'm experiencing this. And that's why it tells us, you know, uh, we, you can't trust yourself. We have to allow God to help us with his discerning spirit in every area of our life. Why? Because when we look at it, see, in order to, if you want to say master, or in order to overcome this physical world, which we see, we have to accept the things that are unseen. That's what's going to help us. See, what we see is not the whole story. So what we have to do, we have to realize that in order for us to overcome whatever the devil may try to throw at us, we have to rely upon God's spirit because what we see is not all of it, but it's the unseen. See, as long as we're obedient to God, as long as we're doing what we're supposed to, 
we're in safe arms with God. But the devil does not want us. The devil does not want us, like I said, to obey God, to trust God, to rely upon God. The devil wants us to get those booby traps. So that's why God wants us on. In other words, God wants you to use those spiritual antennas for him to be able to give you the the instructions that you need. God want to alert you on, hey, look here, don't deal with that. Don't deal with this. Don't make this business deal. Don't go to the left. Go to the right. God is dispatching. God is dispatching his instructions to us. But we have to be listening. We can't be too busy that we miss listening to God. But thank God, even though we might have made some mistakes, thank God for his grace and his mercy. Thank God for God being able to forgive us. Even in the mistakes we have made, thank God that God is a God of another chance. And so no matter what you've dealt with in your life, no matter what mistakes you've made, all you need, just give it to God. Repent. Repent. In other words, realize and acknowledge, you know what? I made a mistake. You know what, God? I tried to do this on my own, or I was too stubborn-hearted and stubborn-headed, and I thought that I knew better. But you know what, God? I made a mistake, and I apologize. But most importantly, God, I was wrong. You were right. And so when we repent before God, number one, it cleanses us because a lot of times we're holding on to guilt of the past, we hold on to guilt, and it's hindering us from being the men and ladies that God called for us to be, but also it's hindering us of our, of our rest, of our sleep, of our peace. And so it's time for us to be able to just give everything to God. It's time for us to be able to forgive ourselves. It's time for us to even be able to forgive others. And whatever is unlike God, just give it up. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So that's just a little small clip that we want to talk about pertaining to the discerning spirit because everything has a source. Everything, like I said, either comes from God or is made by man or, quote, unquote, made or sent by the devil. And the devil loves to be able to have you to self-destruct, kill yourself, remove you from the arms and the safety of God. But that's not God's will. Consult him in every area of your life. The Bible tells us if you acknowledge me in all your ways, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he shall direct our paths. In other words, he shall, he shall let you know the things in the places that you need to go. So who better than to trust in God Almighty? Because like I said, God knows the secret things. God knows the motive. The Bible tells us, Man look at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. God looks at the motives because a lot of times we judge based upon what we see, and that's why we fall. That's why we make mistakes because we're looking at what we see instead of paying attention and listening, listening to God and listening about the unseen, the root of the problem, the root, the source. So God want to help us to be able to not make those decisions of things that's going to hurt us, things that's going to trap us, things that's going to make us miss what God has for us. So I want to encourage each and every one for those who may be listening, 
who may not be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior, and believe with your heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But also I want you to know this. No matter what has transpired in the past, give everything to God. And even when the devil tries to remind you of your past, you remind him of his future. And even when other people remind you of your past, if you have forgiven yourself, if you have given everything to God, you know what? So what? It doesn't matter what they do, no matter what they try to tell you about yourself, they think. The key thing is, number one, you have peace with God. And if you have peace with God, that's all that matters. You get peace with God. Now, if you wrong someone, then, of course, you make amends, you repent to them. But there are some people who the devil would try to send out to bring up your past, and they have nothing to do with your past. They just talk. But so what? Even when people try to bring those things, look at those as distractions. Look at those as, you know what, the devil trying to make me lose my focus. But don't lose focus. You stay focused on God. You stay focused and also, like I mentioned earlier, for those who have a church home, please attend, get involved, participate, participate in your church. Your church needs you. If you have something to offer to your church, your church needs you. And then if you don't have anything to offer, then you need your church. And so for those who may be in the Dallas area who may not have a church home, like I said, True Believers, Tapanaga Church, I love our church. Our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, great example of a father. Our first lady, Sister Ollie Logan, great example of a mother, praying lady. And so I want to tell you all, if we can get back to our rightful roots of talking to God, communing with God, fasting and praying, a lot of times we overlook those things, but those things are very important. Fasting, praying, laying before the Lord communing with God. A lot of times people just think, oh, they're just for the old folks. No, this is for every believer because we're we are fighting the same devil. We are fighting the same devil. And I'm going to tell you this. Regardless of you, whatever position that you have, us studying the word of God is for our benefit. Like I said, we're fighting the same devil. You know, I used to think growing up, I used to think because uh, somebody had a, a three or four Bibles, a, a concordance, the commentaries, studying. Oh, they must be going to school. Oh, they must be a pastor. They must be a preacher. Well, you know what God told me? No, this is for every believer. Because we have to know our birthright, our spiritual birthright. Anytime we don't spend time in God's word, we're depriving ourselves. But also, think about this. The devil knows God's word better than us. That's that's kind of deep. The devil knows God's word, and the devil knows what key words to leave out, tell us, so we can miss it. So we have to be about our father's business and studying his word, studying God's word, spending quality time with God's word, asking God's spirit to come in and minister, uh, minister to us, teach us. So we have to get into God's word, because if not, we're actually depriving ourselves. We're causing our own harm, and God wants us to be able to just be before him and know him 
learn him, learn of him. And as we learn God, as we know God, as we spend time with God, as we know who God is, then he will reveal who we are. So whatever problem that we may be dealing with in our life, we can give it to God. But also for those who may be going through things, those who may be dealing with issues, we're going to touch and agree right now that God come in intervene. Whatever problem that you may be dealing with, I don't have to know about it, but God knows about it. So whatever it is, we're going to allow this time for us to pray, and we're going to touch and agree. But the thing is, if there's anything that's unlike God, let's give it up. If there's anything that we hold on to that's unlike God, let's give it up. Because it's actually hindering us. And God, and see what we hold on with, and what we hold on to, God has something far better for us. So how about we give God complete access in every area of our life, area of our life. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. You see the needs and concerns of your people on today, God. God, we're speaking, God. First of all, God, help us, God. If there's anything that's unlike you, God, move it out right now. We give you permission to move it out right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you to help us, God, to be about your business, God. Help us, God to study your word, to spend quality time with you, God. Help us, God, to move from those things that are hindering us, God. Move from the things that may be hindering us and helping us, God, to fall back, God. But, God, help us, God, to be able to seek you like never before, God. Help us, God, to obey you, God. Help us, God, to be able to give everything to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, there may be some who may be listening, God, who may be dealing with addiction right now, God. We speaking, God, that you help them, God, to give everything to you right now, God. There may be some that may be dealing with low self-esteem. There may be some who may be dealing with other issues, God, uh, like hurt, God. We speaking, God, that you help them, that you heal them, God, and give them that desire to give everything to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, there may be some that may be holding on to a grudge right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them to understand, God, if they can release that to you, God, and let them know, God, that vengeance should not be taken upon their hands, God, but allow you to handle that situation right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, there may be some, God, who may be have, having things that may be going on in their life, God, that may they may feel embarrassed, God. God, we ask God to help them, God, to just give everything to you, God, in the name of Jesus. God, there may be some who may be having family they haven't even communicated with, God. There may be some distance, God. There may be some conflict, even within the family right now, God. Help them, God, to give everything to you right now, God. Let there be forgiveness, God. Let there be repentance right now, God. God, And God, we're even speaking, God. Help them, God, to forgive, God. Help them, God, to yield everything to you right now, once and for all, in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, everybody, every problem right now, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're even speaking, God, those who may be grieving right now, God. God, let them know, God, you can comfort them right now, God, no matter what happen, God, or even no matter who they have, whoever they have lost right now, God, God, let them know, God, you will be a mother to the motherless, God. You will be a father to the fatherless. But, Lord, no matter what, God, you never lose who you love, God, when they're in your heart right now, God. And, God, help them to realize, God, to hold on to the memories, God. Look at the good times right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And, Lord, we've speaking, God, those who may be on drugs, God, those who may be dealing with things that's unlike you, God. Help them to give everything to you, God. And, God, there may be someone who may have uh, a missing child right now, God. Be speaking, God, that you help them, God. 
Help, help that child to come back home, God. Give that child that desire, God, to get it right with their family right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And maybe somebody who may be worried about somebody's in jail right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you comfort them right now, God, and you even minister the person that's behind bars right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help them, God, and give them that desire to give their lives over to you right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank everyone who tuned in and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on uh, future topics or future episodes, feel free to contact me. I'm on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, uh, Brother B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A, T.S. and Tom, E-R. On Facebook, you can read my daily devotions and videos on my page. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website, uh, org. You will see the date of devotion and upcoming events and my personal appearances. Also, you can go to our store section of the website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother, and to, them, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present and or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.